0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to the July 2014 CTSS quiz and for many of you this is the first quiz of the new academic year. So welcome and I have 10 terrific cases for you, so let's get started. In this case, I asked, in this patient with soft tissue masses, what's the best diagnosis? Now, the key finding, of course, is the spleen. There are multiple splenic lesions present. And if you do a differential diagnosis for multiple splenic lesions, you would indeed consider melanoma, you would consider lymphoma, you would consider sarcoid and you consider Klippeltranani-Weber syndrome. Now, you'd say, what is Klippeltranani? Well, that's a, that's a syndrome which gives you multiple soft tissue masses, typically lymphangiomas, hemihypertrophy, but also commonly gives you splenic hemangiomas. Now, of course, you could say, Elliot, you said there are soft tissue masses, so I'm thinking about melanoma, and the fact is lymphoma can also give soft tissue masses. So perhaps, you know, it could be lymphoma, it could be melanoma. This was Klippel-Shanani-Weber syndrome. Uh, Hemangiomas of the spleen can be multiple. It can be somewhat difficult at times. These are very low density, but at times you could be confused with other processes. Clinical history becomes important in that scenario. But again, um, it's a very difficult case, but I think a good one to be thinking about what the possibilities are. The best diagnosis in this febrile patient is... When you look at the images, what you see are multiple low-density lesions in the right kidney, and perhaps it's carcinoma, maybe it's transitional cell, could it be lymphoma, could it be polynephritis. You also see perfusion changes noted within the liver. Now I told you this patient's febrile, so that's a hint, and perhaps it is polynephritis, and in fact, pylo could look like this, but usually this is just way too low density. When I see things that look very sharply marginated, minimal perirenal space involvement, if any, I'm thinking infarction. And that's true in the spleen, and it's true in the kidney, and it's true in the liver. And this is a beautiful example of renal infarction, just a very, very nice case. In this exam I'm asking you what's the least likely diagnosis and if you look carefully this is a beautiful example of good gastric distension and there's an infiltrating process in the antrum and you can see it very nicely on the coronal view as well and this is a malignancy and so gastric adenocarcinoma is the correct answer. Could this be lymphoma? We're seeing more patients with B cell lymphoma now where the tumor is not that bulky so indeed that's a possibility. Could it be gastritis, focal thickening of the stomach? Usually it's more diffuse. But if you had an ulcer and gastritis, it's a possibility. The one thing this is not is a GIST tumor. Most GIST tumors are exophytic. Some are intraluminal, but they're usually large. And this is not a large process. This is infiltrating. So the possibility and the least likely diagnosis would be a GIST tumor. This is a pretty straightforward case, but a very nice example, asking you what the best diagnosis is. When you look at the axials and coronals, you see masses off both kidneys, particularly the lower pole of the right kidney, but also the lower lateral aspect of the left kidney. This is a beautiful example of a fatty tumor and it's an angiomyolipoma. classic, are composed of fat. The amount of soft tissue within them will vary. Some angiomyolipomas are 100% fat. Some are just spotty fat. The ones that have minimal fat are a more difficult diagnosis. Now, liposarcomas obviously have fat, but this mass is arising from the kidney. It's not a retroperitoneal process involving the kidney. And if you see both kidneys involved, then you better be thinking about uh, benign processes or processes primary to the kidney as well, and this is a beautiful example of an angiomyelipoma of the kidney. This is a wonderful case. When you look at the arterial phase imaging, you see a vascular lesion with feeding vessels, but the feeding vessels do not show irregularity, and you see the lesion is nearly isodense on venous phase imaging. This would not be the appearance of hepatoma. Hepatoma, you would see neovascularity, Hemangioma, you see peripheral puddling, of which this does not have, and hepatic adenomas typically do not become isodense that quickly, and the vascular supply would look different. This was a case of focal nodular hyperplasia, a very classic benign lesion, very important to be able to see the feeding vessel, and FNHs become isodense very quickly, and if you only have venous or late phase imaging, even larger FNHs, or focal nodular hyperplasia, are very, very easy to miss. This patient presented to the ER with chest pain, and what is the best diagnosis? When you look at the axial images, and it's really nicely shown in the 3D, the patient's right coronary artery arises from the left cusp and tracks between the ascending aorta and main pulmonary trunk. This is classic for malignant anomaly, and C would be the correct answer. Williams syndrome is off the primary uh, process involving the uh, aorta and normal coronary arteries or LAD stenosis this is not. Beautiful example and the 3D really shows it very nicely as well. Remember things that go between the ascending aorta and main pulmonary trunk or main pulmonary outflow tract are going to be what's considered malignant uh, anomalies of coronary um, anatomy. Very nice example. What about this case? What's the best diagnosis? You see a mass that's near the anterior metastinum but it's eccentric and kind of low-lying. It's not a mediastinal cyst and it's not a cystic lymphoma. Could it be a teratoma? I guess it can be but doesn't have any fat or calcifications. What about thymoma? Well, thymomas, remember, can be eccentric. They can be in the anterior mediastinum, but are often eccentrically located and this is a wonderful example where it's anteriorly placed. You could have thought about lymphoma here perhaps though not cystic lymphoma. This is a beautiful example of a thymoma in an ectopic location. Now, sometimes uh, thymomas can occur in the anterior mediastinum with pleural implants. This really is the tumor arising in a relatively low location. Very nice example. This patient has rectal pain and the question is what's the best diagnosis? When you look at the axial images it looks like a mass in the colon and if you look at the sagittals it's really nicely shown. There's a bulky tumor with slight vascularity. Now could this be lymphoma? Lymphoma occasionally involves the colon. I guess it's a thought. It's not a pseudo-mass, it's a real mass. Could it be an adenocarcinoma? It can but usually They're spread at this point when they're this large. This is a villus adenoma, large bulky tumor in the colon, but often these patients will have uh, areas of malignancy, and in fact, this was a villus adenoma with areas of carcinoma. Just a beautiful example and case. The question is, what is the mass? What's the most likely diagnosis in this case? And if you look at the coronals or axials, there's a mass just near and interior to the main pulmonary trunk. What is it? Well, it could be a thymoma or a teratoma, and it could be metastasis even to the mediastinum. But if you look in this patient, the patient's had a medial and what you're looking at is the location of a bypass graft with an aneurysm of the bypass graft. So a very nice, very elegant case. Last case. This case shows very nicely multiple splenic lesions, and of course, yes, it could be lymphoma. Theoretically, it could be sickle cell disease, probably SC disease. Could it be sarcoid? Absolutely. And could it be hemangiomas? It definitely can. The PET scan is positive. Now, um, hemangiomas are not gonna have a positive PET or a sickle cell. Lymphoma can, of course. Well, when you see multiple splenic lesions, incidental finding, may I add, in a patient without a known malignancy or without lymphoma, you've got to be thinking about sarcoidosis. Up to 75% of patients with sarcoid have splenic involvement, some articles up to 90%. So it's very important to consider this possibility. Sometimes you see lesions in the spleen as well as liver. Sometimes you see, when you scan the chest, adenopathy. So that helps make the diagnosis. But when you're seeing multiple splenic lesions, and that's the only thing you know, you better be thinking about the possibility Of sarcoidosis and this indeed was sarcoidosis. So with that, hopefully I've shown you 10 absolutely terrific cases. Hopefully you got them all right, but more importantly, hopefully you learned something. And with that, I'll see you next month.